Hello and welcome to the RBC Ross Trevor Campus Sermon Podcast. Our mission here is loving God, loving people and seeing lives change. At RBC, our heart is to build a Jesus-centered community, to see lives changed in multiple languages and locations. We hope you enjoyed this message from one of our weekend services. To find out more about us, please visit our website, rbc.org.au. Well, hello, and so good that you can join us here today. Today, we kick off a new three-week series called One. And this is going to be a series about what it looks like to be the church and what it looks like to follow King Jesus together at this time, right here now, in this cultural moment that we find ourselves in. But before I jump into our message today, I want to just take a bit of time just to thank and to acknowledge our staff and their leadership teams for the tremendous job that they have done in very trying and challenging times over the last five or so weeks as they've helped us to come together as the church, to come together and worship together, to have our kids discipled online and to be mobilised into mission and to continue to see people in tough places flourish and to care and to connect for one another. And it is so good that we can meet like this, isn't it, for church at home. Our worship team members and our tech team members under Mike's leadership have done a phenomenal job to be able to present this and to be able to share this with our whole church family. And they've put in, let me tell you, a monumental amount of work to pull all this together for us. And of course, our children's and families team led by Tasha bringing us such wonderful segments for our children's and family segment before our services. And I know that we're all learning and loving that and many, many people are meeting together and families are coming together and worshipping together and learning and growing together. And we're hearing so many stories about that and we are, we're loving that. And let me just say on this that this is not a, just a for a moment type of thing either. Uh, Church Online is something that we want to continue with post the COVID-19 restrictions as a way of reaching new places, as a way of reaching new people with the hope and the love of Jesus. So I encourage you to pray with us, pray for us, pray for this ministry, that it can be more than what we could even dream and imagine with it. So I invite you into that. Uh, We have people from all over Australia and the world, you might not know this, but many from all over the world and Australia are joining in and many of them are your friends and your family as you've invited them. And so I encourage you to continue to share uh, and invite people along to our our services so that they too connect with the hope of Jesus. And many people are joining us on live for our Facebook devotions and our prayer nights as well. And so we are just so thrilled with that. Um, But know this, that church at home is only one of the things that we have been uh, doing to see lives change during this time. Uh, There is actually so much more happening throughout the week that maybe you don't even uh, see. Our youth and young adult ministries are now fully online thanks to the work of Sam and John. Young people are connecting together weekly over Zoom to hear God's word. They're coming together in connect groups. And uh, I believe that the youth leadership 
leadership team is even considering what some kind of special online camp experience could look like over the time when normally camp would be later on this year. And so young people, you should look out for that to see what that is going to look like. I know that there are also Netflix parties and a whole stack of other fun things uh, that people are engaging with and connecting with too at this time. Under Daryl's leadership, Pastor Gordon, Sonny and Charity and their leadership teams have all made ways for our multicultural communities to hear God's word and to connect together online. And it is so good to know that Pastor Gordon is walking with a number of people around baptism, what that looks like. And so we're going to work out how we're going to do baptisms uh, in the future. And so we look forward to that. Uh, we are continuing to find appropriate and safe ways to fulfill our mandate to care and to reach out to the most vulnerable and support them at this time. And we're doing this through our enriched life ministries, through food relief, mentoring and any other kind of practical support that is needed. So please, I encourage you to pray for Beck and her team as she leads this vital ministry forward. Um, Adam, Daryl and Pete have been leading our pastoral care rollout. And we're doing this so that we can ensure that everyone has someone to connect with at this time. We don't want to see anybody fall through the gaps and us not be able to connect with. And this is all about providing effective pastoral care and support to each of our community across the life of our church at this time. And it is so wonderful to hear stories of how you have made phone calls, you've texted, you've dropped around gifts to people and encouraged one another at this time. Can I encourage us to keep it up, keep doing it. This is the church in action. This is what it looks like to be the church. And Andrew and Rachel have been doing a, a great job leading our Broadview community and our wider RBC family through anchoring segments, through preaching and pastoral care, through Facebook Live devotions on Friday nights. And if you didn't know that there is a Friday night uh, worship uh, and reflection night on our Broadview Facebook page that you can be part of as well. And the ASG and the Elders Council, well, they are continuing to meet together regularly to see and to seek God's leading and to provide the strategic and spiritual governance for our community at this time. And in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be able to share a little more uh, about the plans for our June budget meeting, since meeting together at this time is a, is a little challenging. And so I share all of this with you today because I want you to know this, that while our public gatherings may not be continuing at this time, the church hasn't stopped. The church is still on the move. The church is still in action. And we are still as a church on about loving God, loving people and seeing lives changed. And so right where you are, right now, whether you're in your living room, your lounge room, your kitchen, your bedroom, can I encourage you to put your hands together right now and just to thank our staff and to thank our leadership team and show your appreciation for them. You might also want to just write this into the chat or into a comment on Facebook and just let them know that you're supporting them, you're praying for them and that you are behind them at this time. Because be assured, they are praying for you at this time as well. We get together regularly so that we can think and pray about the life of our church. So we just want to take this time to say thank you and to acknowledge their work. Well, let's jump in today. We're in a new series, as I said, and today we're going to be in Colossians 3, uh, 11 through to 17. So you can go ahead and you can turn there. That's Colossians 3, 11 through to 17. 
Just a couple of little things that might help you today. In the notes section uh, in our church online, you'll find our passage for today as well as some going deeper questions. If you're a connect group leader or you're just looking for your own ongoing personal reflection, you can use those. And there's some prayer points as well. And if you use the Bible app uh, on your phone or on your on any other device, then we're also now on the Bible app. And so you can find all of that information too by searching for us on the Bible app. Well, Colossians 3. 1 to 12. This is, what, this is what Paul says. Let's have a look. It'll be on the screen uh, for you as well. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. Now, in the Bible, the word church is a translation of the Greek word ecclesia, meaning a calling out. You see, the Bible never refers to the church as a building or as a meeting place or as a service, but always as the people, the ones we see here who are loved by God, Paul says, the ones here who are chosen and called out of the world by God and into his kingdom for the sake of of the world. You see, church is not a building or a specified time, but a people specially chosen by God, defined by Jesus, centered around Jesus and filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what the church is. You and I, we are the church. And as Paul writes here, he says the wonderful reality shows us that the wonderful reality of the church is that it is made up of people from different ethnicities, worldviews, life experiences coming together as one in King Jesus. And in Romans 12:5, Paul speaks about this even further and he says, In Christ, we, though many, form one body. Each member belongs to all the others. You see, it's so easy to lose sight of the fact that we don't go to church. We don't just watch church, but that we are the church. You are the church. And this distinction is so important because it means that while you might be isolating, you are not alone. You are not disconnected. We are still connected to one another because we are all part of one body. No amount of distance between us can stop us from being the church. Because the church, you see, is not bound by walls. It's not a pews. It's not the pulpits. But we are the church. It is the people. As beautiful as our stained glass windows are at our Broadview Chapel, did you know that they can't pray for the sick? They can't, but you can. And as soft as our chairs are in our Ross Trevor Baptist auditorium, our Ross Trevor Campus auditorium, they can't invite people to Jesus, but you can. We are the church. You see, the church is not here for you. You are the church and you are here for the world. In a recent podcast I did for Captivate uh, back in January uh, this year, I shared about how really the signage out the front of our, of our church, the signage out the front of our Ross Trevor campus really should say, you know, Ross Trevor Baptist Church meets here. And outside of our Broadview campus, it should really say Broadview Baptist meets here. It's more correct in our understanding of the fact that we are 
the church. See, the church is not here for you. You are the church and you are here for the world. And Paul goes on and after talking about the churches, the people, the loved ones of God, he says, well, what does it actually look like to be the church? How are we to live as the church? And what does he say? He says, uh, says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves. What does he say to clothe ourselves with? With compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. I wonder... Now, has working from home arrangements or homeschooling your kids caused you to become a little sharp or harsh in your household? Maybe with your partner, your kids or your work colleagues. Maybe the pressure's on a little. Maybe isolation is just driving you completely batty. And as a result, you find yourself just more frustrated and irritable. It's, it's okay. Many of us find ourselves at this point in time in the same boat. But as followers of King Jesus, Paul is instructing us here to dress in the wardrobe picked out for us from God. A wardrobe of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. You see, these are the qualities and the behaviours that should mark the church. This is what should mark you and I as followers of Jesus for all time. But I believe especially at this time. And in Galatians 5, Paul shares a a very similar list of behaviours. But I love the way that he finishes it. Take a look at how how he finishes. This is Galatians 5, 22, 23. He says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. And listen to this. Against such things, there is no law. Against such things, there is no law. You know, there's so many restrictions at the moment, so many rules, so many things cancelled. And look, we're hoping that in time they're all going to reduce. But although Paul wrote this nearly 2,000 years ago, the same thing can be said today, even in the midst of our COVID-19 restrictions. Against such things, there is no rules or no restrictions in place. You see, there are no restrictions on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. These things aren't cancelled. Being the church hasn't been cancelled. Physical distancing doesn't stop us being the church. So more than ever, let us be the church who clothe ourselves with these things at this time. And then Paul continues and he he continues down this same line. He says, bear with each other. This is in verse 13. And forgive one another. Forgive anyone who has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. You see, as the church, we are called to be a forgiving people. You see, forgiven people forgive. I wonder, how are your relationships at this time? Are you living with bitterness or resentment? Is there someone that you need to forgive at this moment? Are you holding onto, a, onto an offence and it's kind of eating you up? Well, let me tell you this, that refusing to forgive is like pushing a self-destruct button on your own life. You see, When you don't forgive, what happens is bitterness and resentment grows in you towards that person and then it can grow towards other people so easily as well. And before you know it, you become trapped in a prison of unforgiveness, a prison of your own making. 
This is why Paul instructs us here to be people who forgive an offense. And in other places, he says to forgive quickly. How important is this for us today? You see, if we receive forgiveness from God, then we are obliged to forgive others. We are to forgive as quickly and completely as King Jesus forgave us. And the good news is that when you give forgiveness, do you know what you discover? You actually discover that you have given yourself a gift because that's what forgiveness does. It sets you free from the prison of unforgiveness. And so during this time, let us be a church. Let us be people who are even-tempered, people who make allowances for others' faults, people who are gracious at this time. Let us be content with second place and let us forgive quickly. Paul continues in verse 14 and he says, and over all these things that we've spoke about, over all these virtues, put on love. Put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity. Overarching all these amazing qualities, Paul says that we are to clothe ourselves with love. Regardless of what else you put on, you are to wear love. Don't be without it, church. It is so important. Never be without it. You see, love at this time needs to be more important than your uggies or your trackies. As a church, the greatest thing that we can do in this cultural moment is to wear love. Wear love. In 1 Corinthians 13, 13, Paul says this kind of in another way. And he says, and now these three remain, faith, hope, and what? And love. And the greatest of these is love. See, when we wear love, what happens is others will see God's love in us and they will know that we are his disciples. Look at what John 3 John 13, 35 says, it says, By this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Let us be a church that is known by our love, a church that is known that it wears love constantly. Verse 15, Paul continues and he says this, he says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with what? With gratitude in your hearts. This may be a time of social isolation, but it doesn't need to be a time of spiritual alienation. As God's people, we are to let the message of King Jesus dwell in us richly. Here, now, today. You know, I wonder, how is the message of King Jesus dwelling richly in you? And how is it maybe changing your life today, here, now? You see, let us be people who aren't content to just have a story of how the message of Jesus dwelled in us richly in the past or to rest on the things that Jesus did for us last month or last year or maybe when we came to faith. No, let us be a people who desire a fresh revelation every day of King Jesus and a fresh revelation of his kingdom for now. Let us have a story to tell of how the message of Jesus is dwelling in us and changing us here, now, today. 
And as we dwell in him, let this cultivate within us a life of gratitude and worship. Paul says, sing to God, doesn't he here, with gratitude in your hearts. I wonder today, is your heart grateful? Is it thankful? Is it counting your blessings? Or is it a grumbling heart? You see, there are many things that rob us of grateful hearts. Things like discontentment, comparison, entitlement, complacency, worry, busyness, perfectionism. These things can so easily sneak into our hearts and can cause grateful hearts to become grumbling hearts. So what is it today that you can be thankful for? What can you give praise for in your life, in your family, in your work, in our world at this time? What blessings can you bless the Lord for and you can bless the Lord with? You know, I think one thing that we can be thankful for is the opportunity that we can come together in this way at this time for church at home. You know, I encourage us never lose the wonder of this. Never lose the wonder of this. Never lose the wonder of how blessed we are to actually be able to do this. You know, I love that we can do this. And as we said, that we plan on to see that this continues with an online presence, even when we are allowed back to public gatherings. But I wonder also if this time has also helped some of us appreciate even more how good it is when we can come together and to praise God and worship him in person. You know, I know that it has for me. And so when we do get back together, whenever that might be, let us never take our public worship gatherings for granted. Never do that. Let us never take the opportunity to come together and praise God together, hear other people and lift his name on high. Let us not take that for granted. You see, taking things for granted is a surefire way to lose our gratitude, to lose a grateful heart. So let us be grateful for what we have now. Let us be grateful for that and for what we will have. And let us sing to God with gratitude at all times. This is what it means. This is what Paul is saying to us. This is what it means to be the church. And finally today, in verse 17, we read this. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Paul is encouraging us here to conduct ourselves in a manner that is worthy of the gospel. That everything we do is to be done in the name of King Jesus. I wonder, in 10 or 20 years time, as you look back on this moment, as you look back on this time, will you be pleased and proud with how you responded? Will you be pleased and proud with what you did, with what you said? Will you be able to honestly say that you lived in such a way that you made much of Jesus and that you made the most of the opportunities that are before us? Let us not look back at this time and be embarrassed by what we did or embarrassed by what we said. Let us not look back and be embarrassed by our attitude, our harsh or hurtful words or how much Netflix we watched or how many hours we spent scrolling Instagram. So like Paul, let me in urge you today, let me encourage you today that in this time, live up to who you already are. Live up to your calling. Do 
Let every detail in your life, your words, your actions, whatever, be done in the name of King Jesus, thanking God the Father every step of the way. See, this is a time now to take ownership of the atmosphere in your homes and cultivate peace, worship and thanksgiving. A time to clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, forgiveness and above all, to wear love. Let us be a people who stand firm in one spirit, working together as one church for the sake of one name, King Jesus. In a moment, we're going to come and we're going to take communion and then we're going to worship some more. But let me just come and pray for us today. Lord, we thank you for your presence with us today. Lord, I believe that you have been speaking with us. Lord, I pray that we would be people who look more like you. I pray that we would be people who are more filled with gentleness and kindness, compassion and patience, I pray. Lord, I pray that we would wear love. I pray that we would be quick to forgive. And I pray that we would be people who see you, who seek you and who make the most of every opportunity that this moment presents. And Lord, that we would do everything in the name of King Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening and we hope that you enjoyed this podcast. If this message has impacted you in some way, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us through the hub online at thehub.rbc.org.au or through our social media links in the show notes. See you next time.